1: Welcome to another episode of the College to Canton Podcast, the perfect show for any and every college football and NFL fan. I'm your host, Travis May, and if you're joining us for the first time, College to Canton is a show where we talk about everything from college football recruiting, to in-season college and NFL breakdowns, to NFL draft coverage, all the way to discussions as to who should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's about that journey from recruit to the Hall of Fame, everything in between, all these fun stories to talk about, all these players to break down. But so we always talk some fantasy football since this is a Road of His Radio podcast, but we also make sure to dive into some real college football and NFL analysis too. And this Week I am joined by a very special guest and friend Dwight Peebles. You can find him on Twitter at ffpeebleschamp. That's P-E-E-B-L-E-S. Ffpeebleschamp on Twitter. He is the host of the Devi Manual podcast and also does some video work over. At Dynasty Nerds, a longtime friend. I think we've been talking, you know, football for I don't know, at least five years, dating back to my days as the Dynasty Life podcast host. So glad to have you on the show. I, I think I've had you on each one of my podcasts before, but this might be the first time you joined the College to Canton show. Uh, so how you doing, Dwight?
2: I'm good, man. Yeah, it is. It is my first time to do this one. I'm really excited. I still consider you the main reason why I do Debbie and all that. So it's all your fault that I went down this deep rabbit hole.
1: (laughs) Well, I apologize Um, to uh, your friends and family. (laughs) 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 But yeah, it's just always fun talking about college prospects and NFL prospects and getting into all types of fantasy football from from normal redraft to dynasty leagues and, and even Debbie leagues where, you know, we can have college football players on our teams year over year even into college to can leagues where we can have the full you know college fantasy league and nfl league running side by side uh, there's all uh, if you like fantasy football there is all sorts of weird leagues for you uh right now but uh, i know right now uh, this time of year we are what three weeks away or less from the nfl draft depending on when you're listening to this and everyone's still arguing very loudly over which quarterback should go here or there and what running back or what wide receiver runs too slow or too fast and whether or not their pro, pro day times or measurements mean this or mean that. And everyone's talking about this stuff and they're going to. We'll get back to that after this week's show but last week I actually dug into some future NFL stars uh you know some of the big names who are eligible for the 2022 NFL draft and the 2023 NFL draft with my buddy Matt McCoy breaking down some current returning college players but what I've realized based on feedback from many listeners of the show is like you guys actually care about prospect analysis and all these college players right now Uh, and we haven't really talked much recruiting this spring we're not going to talk about a bunch of like future recruiting classes but the incoming names these you know first year studs and duds that, that could make an impact on their college football teams in year one or perhaps it might take a few years to, to actually gain a role I just I think we need to talk about these guys because these are the names that we're going to be talking about just a few months from now that are going to smash quickly and, and make a difference and already be getting hyped up and in, in NFL draft discussions I mean like I think back to Rondell Moore his freshman year I mean in his first game against Northwestern he blew up and Everyone was talking about Rondale Moore, wide receiver one, you know, and that was like three years ago. And like Trevor Lawrence, you know, immediately usurping the quarterback at that time and Kelly Bryant and all this buzz of him coming in. So I just want to talk about some of the biggest names that are entering college football right now that are going to be eligible for the NFL draft before we know it. And so, Dwight, I had had you come on and talk to these guys because I know you dig deep into every level of college football, just like I do. So I want to talk about just all the top recruits coming in right now that could that could make a difference and some that might be rated highly but might not do something right away so let let's kick it off dive right into the quarterback discussion because that's everybody likes talking quarterback especially right now especially since we we're, we're about to have five quarterbacks taken in the first round of the NFL draft at the very least and that's it that's if you know somebody doesn't doesn't reach for Kyle Trask or Davis Mills or somebody else in the later round later part of round one as well but so everyone's hyped up because every single year it seems like we've got a new oklahoma quarterback to be excited about Uh, whether it's kyler murray or baker mayfield or you know coming up it's going to be spencer rattler and behind him we've got a true freshman this year coming in by the name of caleb williams oklahoma quarterback one by consensus according to the 24 7 sports composite rating but is is he your quarterback one in this freshman class?
2: Actually, he is not. I have him down a little bit. Um, the main things that worry me when I watch him play is, I mean, he's got that escapability. His, uh, he's an elite athlete and, and he's he's got a really good arm, but what worries me the most is his decision-making. I feel like his accuracy is really inconsistency. He looks to run first too much, which is obviously something that can be coached, but I'm worried about his consistency downfield the way he manipulates the pocket. So there are some worries that I have about him. He's I mean he's got all the tools there and he's going into an offense which will obviously once Spencer rather leaves it'll be his. You would think it'd be his offense. So unless they get some sort of weird transfer or something you never know what Oklahoma will do. So Caleb Williams has got a lot of things that you like, but as far as like overall I'm not buying into the the consensus of being, you know, the number one quarterback, I have I have some concerns about him at the next level. So I like him a lot. I'm not downplaying him, but I do have things I worry about when I watch him play.
1: Yeah. And Caleb Williams, I mean, coming into, you couldn't ask for a better situation probably. And it may be if Spencer Rattler was in this NFL draft and he could start year one, but I, I don't know Lincoln Riley's system. It, it's, it, it's very quarterback friendly, but at the same time, it would be asking him a lot to come in and just uh, be the guy uh, from the start. So, yeah, I mean, Caleb Williams, he's been the guy in the class for a very long time. Uh, you know, he had crazy passing stats, cra- even some crazy rushing stats. Not as good as my quarterback one in the class, but uh, still definitely like his raw tools. And I do like his mobility, especially when where the NFL is going and what they look for in quarterbacks. But for me, I actually really like Tyler Buckner, a guy who is a true freshman at Notre Dame. He actually missed all of last fall because he was in California and most of California, if not all of California, missed their high school football season last fall. He actually transferred into a different program and was set to actually, you know, dominate. He had had an insane season with 50 plus touchdowns to only like six interceptions and had like 1,600 rushing yards. He absolutely killed it at every level of the game with deep passing and immediate passing throwing off platform resetting his feet outside the pocket uh, showing dual threat ability everything that you like to see quarterbacks do he didn't have a killer elite 11 uh, performance which is a competition where a bunch of the best quarterbacks compete Uh, just last summer it was actually a rainy rainy few days in, in Nashville where they tried to have the elite 11 last year uh, last summer but uh, you know some people want to knock him for that performance but in terms of in-game film he has some of the best and he's coming into a situation where he's competing with two guys who have basically never started at the collegiate level and Jack Cohn who uh, hasn't actually played a game either since uh, the 2019 season because he missed all last year for Wisconsin with an, in- with an injury so where are you at with with Tyler Buckner because I know he, he was a five star uh, but he's kind of dropped down the list after missing his senior season
2: It's funny to hear you say that because he is actually my quarterback one as well. Um, I absolutely love watching the kid play. I think the notes that you said that you have are the same basically that I have. I think he's just, he's a baller. I mean, the kid can play. I love the way he improvises. He throws on the run really well. He's got really good arm strength. I know he'll, he's going to sit behind Cone. They're kind of saying that Cone will be the starter this year. They haven't said it, but it's being insinuated. And that's kind of what, what Kelly does there. So He's gonna be your year to sit, but I really, really love watching Tyler Buckner. I think he's gonna be a guy that can put it all together. And he is my my top quarterback in this class. I I, I didn't know anybody else had him up there. So I'm actually in a comp, camp at a freshman auction right now where we're auctioning and I have almost a quarter of my budget invested <laughs> into him because I really, really, really wanna get him. So yeah, man. Buckner's my boy, man.
1: Yeah, and I've actually had him on a team for over a year now, personally. Uh, just because I play in some super weird deep leagues where you can have even high school players on your team. It's funny because last summer, he had inside the top 30 overall, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, and uh, nothing happened. He didn't actually play. He didn't get worse over that time span or anything. But, you know, some people who had an opportunity to play... Uh, kept playing this this year and, and now he's some, somehow all the way down to 70th overall in the nation still a highly touted four-star but according to the composite rating he somehow got worse by not playing uh, so that's an interesting take uh, according to consensus obviously you would want to get more experience but at the raw tools and ability in his ridiculous season that he put on on display in 2019 is incredible and really given what Notre Dame has become I could see Jack Cone getting the veteran nod heading into the year, but Jack Cone is not going to go win you games. Jack Cone is going to not screw up. He's going to be okay. He's going to be efficient enough, Uh, but he's a statue, and they're replacing a lot of the offensive line there at Notre Dame. I think Jack Cone is going to struggle immensely this year out of the gate, and Tyler Buckner is going to come in one series, score Basically four touchdowns on that one series because that's mathematically possible and uh, never give the job back to Jack Cohn, uh, you know, somewhere around week four, week five of this year and take Notre Dame back into the playoff conversation in year one. I think he's got that kind of potential. But any, any other quarterbacks that you're super high on? I know like Ty Thompson at Oregon could be in line to, to win the job early if he can beat out. Uh, you know the grad transfer there that think people thought uh, would would win the job last year, Anthony Brown, or wh- whatever else happens there. But uh, are you are you high on Ty Thompson or any other freshman quarterback coming in this year to make a difference?
2: Yeah, I like Ty quite a bit. I, I can't see him winning the starting job. Um, I think it'll still be Butterfield, but who knows? I mean, it, I like what Ty Ty does as far as his elusiveness as well. Um, he also has a great arm, great arm strength. Um, he understands how to use touch. You know, he doesn't just rocket the ball. There's a lot of things to like about him, but he also kind of is tends to run a little too early as well. He's it, an interesting fit to see what he'll do in Oregon because that's something that Oregon has not really had, it seems like, in a long time. But yeah. other guys, I mean, shoot, the buzz around Kyle McCord, Ohio State is interesting. I'm kind of, I mean, he looked amazing in spring so far. So I think he's still a long shot to win. But to win the starting job, but who knows? I mean, they, yeah. they got still have C.J. Stroud there, so it'd be interesting to see if he could beat him out. So yeah. I don't know if you think Kyle's got a chance that that.
1: I really still like C.J. Stroud and, and what he does uh, as a dual threat way more than I do Kyle McCord. M- McCord has an incredible arm, but I could see it being a situation where C.J. Stroud beats him out and McCord realizes, oh, boy, man, C.J. Stroud still has two more years before he goes pro. McCord transfers somewhere else and has maybe not – well, not a Joe Burrow year, but has some success elsewhere. You know, I think of this right. situation being kind of similar to, a little bit different because he's less proven. But you know, like that uh, Justin Fields situation coming in with Jake Fromm, and Jake Fromm keeps winning games, and whoever the quarterback is is going to just keep winning games for Ohio State because they're Ohio State playing against the Big Ten, um, and, and so McCord might get bored and transfer. <laughs> uh, so that that could be a situation to watch. Uh, for sure i you right. know I, i'm not sure where you are on on vandegrift but he's definitely not going to beat out jt jt daniels georgia sam huart no, i'm not confident not. is going to be the guy at washington i think that that's still up in the air very much so there even jj mccarthy at michigan a lot of these top quarterbacks might not necessarily be given the reins right away drake may unc definitely not obviously you know, like, not yeah because yeah, sam sam how's there even jake garcia at miami uh, if Derek King's healthy, he's not going to get that job either. So all these guys, and the the two quarterbacks even at USC, uh, they're, they're sitting behind Slovis. So, yeah, there's right. just a lot of these top quarterbacks that we might not see action from very early, or e- even a couple of the guys we mentioned might not. So we might be incredibly underwhelmed by this crew of quarterbacks unless there's this, hopefully not, but unless there's a surprise injury or somebody just comes out of nowhere to... uh usurp a veteran that we're not expecting. Uh, but this quarterback class, right. it, they're coming in at a, at a tough time, given uh, the established veterans ahead of them in their programs. Uh, but moving on to running back, because I want to talk about several of these guys. Travion Henderson, Ohio State, they keep on bringing in just it, just luxurious class after just crazy in-depth class at running back and wide receiver. And they get the <laughs> running back one a consensus by just about everybody that I've talked to, uh, in terms of his his skill set, his his ability to be a, a feature back at the next level and, and be an impact player in year one for the Buckeyes is Travion Henderson your running back one as well.
2: Oh, absolutely, man! I don't even think I don't think anybody's getting real real outside of the chalk with this one, but I think he's going to even see carries right off the bat. I'm, I've never been a huge Master Teague guy. Um, I think Travion's going to get work early. I think he's the type of guy who has that physical skill set. You watch his game and he is very mature, like he's very well-developed. He's athletic. He's got moves. He starts, stops on a dime. He can lower his shoulder and get power. Great vision, great burst. I mean, he does just about everything as well as you like it. Almost the right size already, even at 5'11", 195. So add on a little bit more. But, man, he is just – he's awesome. And it's going to be – I'm glad we're going to be able to see him for a couple of years. So he's going to do some fun stuff there at Ohio State. I love
1: Travion, man. Yeah, you said it. I mean, we we saw, you know, J.K. Dobbins come in when he was a freshman. And uh, at the time, you know, I think uh, there were a couple guys still there. Uh, I'm blanking on his name, the guy that we thought was going to be something three years prior to him, and he came back for another year and ended up getting sixth-round capital to the Cowboys. But, you know, Dobbins just showed up and was like, hey, man, uh, I'm the best guy on the team and (laughs) and made a big difference as a true freshman. I, I think we could see that kind of impact. Uh, or even more from Travion Henderson for o- Ohio State. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Balanced skill set, crazy speed, every <laughs> everything you want to see in a future running back. He looks the part. Uh, and and we could talk a while just about the five-star hit rate for running backs, but it's been pretty solid uh, over the years, especially for these, these top guys uh, up in the same tier as Travion Henderson. So that is definitely who I'm staying with, who I'm believing in. After that, though, the running backs uh, in this class, the top-tier guys, might not necessarily have a clear and obvious path to action. I mean, guys like Kamar Wheaton, guys like LJ Johnson. Kamar Wheaton, obviously, at Alabama, there's a mess ahead of him. LJ Johnson, there's still a mess ahead of him, maybe three guys ahead of both of them in their freshman year, even though they're borderline five-star and five-star running backs. Uh, you know, top guys might be waiting on an opportunity to, uh, are are you a Will Shipley of Clemson or Donovan Edwards of Michigan fan when it comes to uh, this this overall running back class?
2: I am actually a fan of both. Uh, you mean the better than Travis ETN, Will Shipley, that one? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. a lot of people,
1: yeah, the people getting a little bit ahead of themselves when it comes comes to Will well, Shipley. I
2: mean, I, yeah, He's got a good opportunity as well, you know. With Lynn, I'm not exactly afraid of Lynn J. Dixon or Ches Malusi. Both are, you know, decent backs. So I like Shipley a lot, and the fact that he's already shown in the spring game what he can do as far as a pass catcher. Um, he's got the burst. He's he's natural at pass catching, so we don't need to worry about that. A Really smart guy who reads his blocks really well, and he's got a pretty open. You know, a pretty open path to a lot of touches. So I think the same is true with Donovan Edwards, though, as well. And I like him a lot as, as also a guy who plays strong, has good balance vision, and he's also pretty natural catching the ball. He had 33 receptions as a junior. You know, he doesn't have the loose feed, but he's a one-cut go, get upfield, you know, and he's got – I mean, I don't know what your opinion is. I can't think of the other guy in Michigan. Blake Corum. I'm not a huge Blake Corum guy. No. I think he's you know, a complimentary tight back. So. Yeah, nobody. Edwards has got a chance there to emerge.
1: Yep, yeah, nobody really wowed last year for Michigan. I, I, I'm I'm thinking, right. you know, Zach Charbonnet took one look at Donna and Edwards and was like, oh, crap, <laughs> that guy's better than me. <laughs> and out. just peaced out, went to UCLA. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, <laughs> Edwards has been uh, one of my favorites for a couple years now. Uh, the guys, his detractors say, oh, he runs uh, too upright. Uh, he doesn't have enough wiggle, but he just runs in a different way. He, he doesn't uh, necessarily have to uh, make you uh, stop and start, miss, but he's gonna set himself up to be uh, kind of a contact. Uh, he's not afraid to, you know, to just punch you in the mouth and 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 keep going. You know, so he he's got that contact balance that you like to see. Michigan does a great job of absolutely wasting top tier talent. So let's hope that's not the case with Donovan Edwards, but he is uh he's he's my running back too. Uh, in this class and somebody that I believe can make an instant impact in year one. Will Shipley is in an interesting spot because coming off the spring game, he did do, do really well, but the coaching staff, they were talking up Phil Maffa, uh, the other running back, uh, more than anybody else uh, coming out of uh, the spring game. So with him and even Kobe Pace returning, uh, it, it will be interesting to see if it's if that's more of a, a committee type, uh, type setup than it is a feature back role for Clemson in this year upcoming outside of those obvious top tier it feels like after the top five or so running backs there is a tier break between you know Trayvon henderson will shipley kamar wheaton devon donovan edwards lj johnson feels like especially when it comes to by the recruiting services and how they rank players it seems, seems there's a tier break uh, but who do you like outside of that range to have a big impact in year one this fall
2: yeah we talked about it pre-show. There's a pre-show there is a Camaro Edmonds at the North Carolina has got a pretty good chance. I love his size at 5'11", 227. I already got that NFL size. Um, he has caught the ball at 21 receptions as a junior. Um, I like his cutting ability. He's not the speediest guy, but he has really good balance, power, very patient runner. I could see him being, uh, you know, the one beat a Ty Chandler this year in UNC like off the bat. So I think they'll give him a chance because Ty Chandler to me is, I, I don't know, he's he's, he's all right. You know, he's definitely showed flashes and had you know a time where we thought he might be a good back and where he was you know kind of up there in the Debbie rankings kind of a yeah to me, and uh, so I think Edmonds has got a really good shot at UNC and then another guy I really like a lot is Trevion Culley from Louisville. I think he's just he's going to get a really good chance there. I love that size at five eleven two oh eight, incredibly incredibly fast. Already I mean, has been timed at a four four forty. He's smooth fast I mean he just he kind of reminds me of a little bit bigger of a Javion on Hawking so he's going to fit right right in that offense and if they give him the ball it's going to be seamless like so I love Cooley and Edmonds both quite a bit to make a splashier one possibly
1: yeah man and I do like Maro Edmonds quite a bit just coming right into that Javante Williams role they're going to need somebody to take the mantle there and uh, the guy well they don't have anybody returning that that's really able to do that in my opinion so yeah Ty Chandler is going to be the Michael Carter Camaro Edmonds is going to be the Javante Williams. And that offense for North Carolina is going to pick up right where they left off. And Ty Chandler is going to get drafted uh, probably higher than a lot of people think just because of how he's going to smash this year for UNC. And really, Ty Chandler, if you love just watching fun highlight mixtapes of, of guys from high school, he has one of the best. He really does. Like it just his burst and speed. And that didn't work out because, you know, University of Tennessee is really bad at football these days. But hopefully he, he can get in a, in a healthy offense with a good quarterback and actually finally star. But Camaro Edmonds is definitely one of my favorite players in this entire class. I, I've People are really coming around on him. Understanding the opportunity he's stepping into is absolutely incredible. And Cooley, I definitely i am coming around on him. I had him lower uh, just in, through my first and second kind of pass, even, even last year. But uh, def- given the opportunity with Hawkins not, no longer there, but still bringing back Malik Cunningham. Uh, they like to feature a back there, so he could be in line uh, to inherit a huge role early on as well. One name that's not obvious to a lot of people, and we mentioned UCLA briefly when talking about Jack, Zach Charbonnet transferring there, and they do still have Britton Brown, uh, former Duke uh, transfer. But Deshaun Murrell, uh he's actually a, kind of a smaller uh, school uh, recruit you know kind of a late riser the last fall when it comes to recruiting processes because a lot of teams were scrambling to to send him offers and he was committed to UCLA for quite some time uh, and then Penn State tried to come in and convince him that he he could be the feature but you know they have kind of a mess returning there so he decided to uh, briefly decommit from UCLA and then almost act like he's going to Penn State, but then go back to UCLA. The dude, it was like a two thousand yard type rusher with fourth, you know, verified four threes type speed, and he actually has more offers this year than some of the five stars. So I think it was he was one of those guys that came on later. Uh, smashed against uh, lower-level competition, but somebody that could be better than just about all the four-stars and, and could end up being a five-star type talent. Now he's 5'11", 190-ish or so, but he's got sprinter speed and great contact balance and, and can catch as well. So Deshaun Morel. Of UCLA, even though he's, you know, just a high rated three star, uh, definitely a name to watch just given how he was a late the late surge and everyone was trying to figure out a way to get him on their roster late in the recruiting process. And I think he can beat out Bretton Brown and Zach Charbonnet, I've never been super high on him either. He can at least be a one B and and match perhaps some of the magic that Demetrius Felton put on the field. Anybody else that we haven't mentioned that you want to kind of dive into that could be an instant impact player at the running back position?
2: Um, The only other one that I thought of was Demir Collins for Oregon State.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: I like his burst. He's yeah. um, shifty, really, really good at making people miss. He's a guy that can be more of a weapon. And Oregon State is has always had an offense that can, do, <laughs> can optimize a back like him. Yeah. He's surprisingly powerful, even though he's 5'9", 185. So he's kind of a dark horse. I think he could have some production year one. He's a guy I'm trying to get later in my c to c drafts and stuff this year. So totally. I like him quite a bit.
1: Nice. Well, I think we've covered a lot of running backs and lots of quarterbacks going to dive into wide receivers. But before we do that, just a word from our sponsors.
3: Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfer sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to getroman.com slash now. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication's appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getromancom rotoviz and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com/rodoviz now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED getroman.com slash rotoviz. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment.
0: What's up,
4: Road of His listeners? It's Colin Kelly here, executive producer of Road of His Radio and one of the co-hosts of the Road of His Overtime podcast. I just wanted to drop by and say thank you, as always, for listening into another Road of His Radio production. As a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself ten percent off a Road of His NFL pass right now at roadofhis forward slash podcast, or by simply adding the code rvradio twenty twenty one at checkout. That'll get you access to all of the content and tools on the Road of His website, the best tools and content in the business are the best listeners in the business as always we do appreciate you listening to each and every show and if you do have 5 10 15 seconds to spare please drop a rating for today's show on your favorite podcast app it is much appreciated with all that said thank you once again for tuning in i hope you have a great day now let's get back to the show
1: all right and we're back so diving into wide receivers now some freshmen difference makers first year studs and duds uh, at the wide receiver position really looking forward to see what happens here because we could see some surprises in this class because the top wide receivers just kind of like it quarterback as well t- a bunch of these top wide receivers are coming into muddy situations with much more proven guys ahead of them or maybe they're coming into situations where it's just a blue blood program and there's like four other guys in their class and four other guys you know it's just you know ohio state alabama LSU all these top programs keep stealing all of the top wide receiver prospects and it's and it's so frustrating because it's like you want to you know get get this right and pick the right Alabama guy to get excited about but then you're like holy cow Alabama has like four guys they are bringing in this year that are all top 60 overall players in the nation. LSU doing pretty much the same just a little bit lower at uh, you know like the you know up in the teens range with a few of their guys Oregon same deal Ohio State same deal o- Oklahoma same deal if you look at just just four or five programs they own essentially all of this recruiting class's top incoming playmakers so what are you doing with that like how do you how do you sift through you know a, a mess that is Alabama bringing in four freshmen same with Oklahoma. They're bringing in, like, four guys all in top 150 as well. Like, who are you really excited about at wide receiver, up at the, you know, elite level, top tier, five-star, four-star guys?
2: It is weird. Like, like, my top 12 is literally Ohio State, Oregon, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, you know, Alabama, Oklahoma, LSU. <laughs> it just goes back and forth. It is kind of crazy. And you know? what it's done, it, to me, is in the Jaffs that I've done thus far, I, I kind of – it makes them almost feel like they're in a tier of themselves, like by themselves. Like if I can't j- get to Corey Brooks, I'll get JoJo Earl. If I can't get JoJo Earl, I'll get a Jayi Hall. You know, like I'm not putting any sort of emphasis on which one I get. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but like I like Emeka Ibuka, but I also like Marvin Harrison Jr. a lot. So I, <laughs> it's been weird. Like I, I it's kind of made it hard and almost makes it feel like I, I'm not prioritizing any of them just because I think – They've all got a pretty good shot. I do have one yeah. guy, Lonnie White Jr. from Penn State up in my top 10 who I like quite a bit. But I also think Penn State's been pretty much a death. Like it almost seems like wide receivers go there and die almost. You know? So, yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, I mean yeah. it's interesting so, because they've got Lonnie White? I love him. Yeah. Because yeah. they did
1: have K.J. Hamler. He got day two capital. And they've got Jahan Dotson, <laughs> who uh, took over the offense last year. Parker Washington was a true freshman. Uh, they do shed Pat for arm youth, so maybe there's a, some some of the pie left there. And Lonnie White's kind of a big, big-bodied target, unlike Jahan Dotson. So he could be a different type of player. But definitely Penn State, you know, wide receivers in, the, in their strength and conditioning program, they've turned some players in some, into some crazy athletes. So that's one non-obvious big-name top-tier wide receiver recruit that i think uh, you know among most people's boards he's around the you know the 10 to 10 to 15 range a lot of times in, in this class but just breaking down the alabama guys because through the, the spring practice they've kind of made it clear it's 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 always this way uh but the, it seems that anyway they they basically set, you know, are coming out and even acting like the the quarterback position uh in that battle it's not even clear but it's going to be bryce young there uh, but the wide receivers. You know, Mechie, um, looks like it might be his year to be the dude. I wasn't sold on that just a week or two ago. uh, But seeing that, you know, JoJo Earl's not even on campus yet. Ja'Cory Brooks at IMG, you know, he didn't have many opportunities for catches last year. I think he only played in five games just because of IMG's kind of crazy scramble to even have a season last year with their, their traveling and all the weird stuff that they do playing teams all over the country and then uh, Hall I mean he exploded uh, production wise but I'm not sure he fits the normal archetype of what Alabama receivers have looked like here lately Christian Leary might be a vertical threat but for me I think the the guy that fits what Alabama does right now and has been doing here recently is Jojo Earl but he's not even there as an early enrollee so uh, we might not know which one of these guys is going to take off until week two three four five among these top names but I think long-term Ja'Cory Brooks is the play, but I think early breakout-type production might be with JoJo Earl. Uh, if you had to bet on any of them to break out early, who would be your bet?
2: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think JoJo's it because of what he brings to the game. Um, he can fill that kind of that speed role that they, they seem to have liked to feature the last couple years. I don't think Mechie can fit that role like um, Waddle or no. Ruggs. So I, I think he, he can fit in there and do but it, it's so hard to tell. Like I, I'm in the same boat as you. I think Ja'Cory's got the best prospects long term. I like Ajayi quite a bit, but I think JoJo's going to be probably the best bet to make an early. But really, Alabama wide receivers just exist to ruin our uh, early dominator rating. Yeah. That's all they yeah. exist for. So. They, they, they just like to so,
1: confuse you know. us with you know slower breakouts and lower peaks of production exactly. just to make things confusing when they actually get to the league. But yeah, Emeka yeah, Aguka at ohio state uh marvin harrison jr i think it's going to be one of those two that i like uh the most coming up i mean they've got a mess at wide receiver just uh, because they've got a chris Olave, they've got garrett wilson they've got you know julian fleming from last year jackson smith and Jigba from last year and now they bring in three other guys and uh i am interested though in the fact that marvin harrison jr already as of today has already shed his black stripe that they actually put down the middle for freshmen that they basically have to earn their standing as a contributing team, team member uh, among the Ohio State Buckeyes. And he was one of two freshmen to shed their black stripe today. Uh, Jack Sawyer, obviously, they're, they're at monster of an edge rusher coming into this class this year, was the other. But Marvin Harrison was the guy to shed it to kind of prove his his mark already. So, you know, the son of, you know, the Marvin Harrison coming up here Uh, I actually think he might be the the breakthrough guy after Wilson and Olave are gone. Uh, He could be that technician uh, and, and you know, difference-making, market share, uh, owning, kind of leading, dominating wide receiver. Even more so than Nick Buka, but I mean, that's kind of crazy to say because he is the consensus wide receiver one. But I think Marvin Harrison Jr. might be rated way too low among the uh, recruiting services being around, like, you know, wide receiver, you know, 15 to 20 by many of them are you on the same page there
2: right yeah i am i, I think i heard on um i listened to a lot of the 24 7 shows and they actually even admitted that they had ranked him too low so i think they they knew you know that uh i mean he plays the game it reminds me so much he he's not the same as his father but he has that mental processing that was marvin harrison's one of my favorite players of all time like yes. i just loved watching him with the colts i i just think he was a smart guy who never lost his head you know, it's just I like that guy that can get it done, and it's just level, you know, and it's not. Yeah. I just really respected Marvin Harrison a lot, and it, it shows in his the way his son plays too. He's very cerebral. Yeah, I, I like that. I could see that happening as
1: well. Absolutely, you know, I'm a huge fan. Shifting over to Oklahoma of Billy Bowman, Billy Bowman Jr. He came in this year as an athlete designation, uh, but he's an incredibly productive wide receiver who also could be a defensive back, who could basically play most any off-ball position on the defensive side of the ball, probably. But, uh, you know, he actually chose Oklahoma and his family. They kind of chose Oklahoma because, you know, Texas was the other program that he was looking at. But, uh, you know, they were thinking about putting him on the, on the defensive side of the ball. But his final season in high school, he had like 80-plus receptions, monster, monster season with like 15 scores. Clearly a wide receiver now for Oklahoma, uh, Mario Williams, also highly touted prospect in this class, but if you had to choose the the wide receiver one to kind of come in and, and make a difference out of this really bunch of four or five new guys and new faces for Oklahoma that aren't named Marvin Wims and Theo Weese, who are probably going to be the guys getting targets this year, you know Austin Stogner as well at tight end, but who's going to be the difference maker in this class? Is it Mario Williams, Billy Bowman, you know one of the other guys like Jalil Farouk or another another name down the list for you? All right, It's Mario. I have him as my wide receiver four, actually.
2: Um I really like, I think he's a reliable receiver that creates separation, like at all levels. It's his feet. He has incredibly, incredibly quick feet. I, I like watching him a lot and he's great after the catch as well. So I think he's got five eleven, 5'11", 178. He's got pretty decent size. You'd like to see him at a little bit more, but I mean, I think he could be a terror at Oklahoma. So he'll, he'll fit right in there. And I mean, yeah, him with Mims too, that, that's scary. I mean, that, that offense could be really incredibly scary. Maybe we do need, maybe I do need to bump Caleb Williams up. So, <laughs> like, yeah. between Mario Williams and, yeah, I just, it, it's nuts, man. So, yeah. it's Mario Williams. the.
1: And when the wide receiver four in Oklahoma's group here coming in, Jaleel Farouk seriously runs sub four four. Like, he's the. <laughs> He's their fourth guy. It's just insane. Even, and even like Cody Jackson, he could be a thing as well. But I'm banking on one of Mario Williams or Billy Bowman being the guy. But I think a guy that can do literally anything and everything with the ball in his hands, that's Billy Bowman. And so I think he could have maybe more touches in the first year. But Mario Williams might be the true heir apparent to take over the the largest chunk of targets post Theo Weiss and post uh, Marvin Mims. Uh, one day perhaps, but any other guys outside of like the big, big name schools? I mean, we, we didn't even get to the Oregon guys. Uh, I guess we could talk about Troy Franklin for a second. Are you, are you a Troy Franklin guy? I mean, I, I certainly am. I just, I hate, I mean, Oregon, they just do, do a great job of really messing up wide receiver careers. Uh, so are you high right. on Franklin at all?
2: Um, I have him up there, but I have my, my hesitations as well, just because of the offense situation. Yeah. Um, I do like a lot uh, of Uneasy him, situation. Got, yeah. Right. A guy I wanted to mention down low. I got to mention my Michigan State guy, Keon Coleman, man. I, I love this kid. So I was so excited he chose Michigan State. And he's been getting a little buzz on Twitter, which kind of annoys me. Um, be quiet, please. <laughs> I, I, I actually have not been able to get him some drafts because some guys will take him in the 12th and 13th round. I'm like, damn you. Like, That's mine. It's mine. <laughs> 22 touchdowns on 35 catches as a junior, man. This kid is – he's smooth. He's athletic, but he is he is incredibly raw. 6'4", 200, you know, but he's got a pretty clear path there as long as they can figure out quarterback beyond Anthony Russo. Keon Coleman's got a bright future ahead of him and a guy I've been trying to snap up, but some people, Nathan Bork in particular, take him always in front of me.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I definitely like that. I like extremely productive high school pass catchers. It doesn't always lead to NFL production or anything, but you like guys to have plenty of experience. And one of the guys that has been one of the most productive pass catchers in the entire nation at, at a high level is uh, Destin Hill. Uh, he actually changed his first name from like Paxson to Destin uh, in the past year in terms of what he actually goes by. But he's been one of the most really productive wide receivers in all of college and he goes to florida state where he could uh, work his way into early targets there uh kind of a little bit further down the list uh, for a lot of people but dustin hill is one of my favorite uh kind of Yak guys in this class that is incredibly productive and has a situation where, man, if Norvell likes you and you're the, the wide receiver one and Norvell offense in a year that they're not basically rebuilding everything and restarting for the first time, uh, I think that could be a fun situation for Hill in the very near future. Uh, another guy I like who's actually still playing high school ball because of uh, California's spring season is Kyron Ware Hudson. Uh, he goes to modern day, of course, in the Trinity League, one of the top premier High schools in the entire nation. USC has Drake London. They have Brew McCoy. Some people still like Gary Bryant Jr., but I think Kyron Ware Hudson, uh, he, he's just a dominant wide receiver. He will throw you to the ground. He will win at the point of catch. He will add yak. He will do whatever he has to to get open, and he's uh, competing against all basically future NFL players on his team and still garnering significant targets. Uh, and so I think he can come in and immediately be, dif- be a difference maker for USC uh, USC is actually, I think they've moved at least one, if not two wide receivers in, in a group that is not super deep for them to defensive back here recently. I think it was Josh Jackson or somebody else. They actually just recently moved to defensive back. So the line is clearing up for him to have some early career targets, uh, this coming fall. Uh, but any other guys that you're particularly excited about in this class and making a difference early on at college for wide receivers?
2: I'm not anybody I can think offhand, man. I'm, I'm still pretty. I've got like my top 15, 20 guys. I'm still kind of diving through and, and sifting, you know, who I yeah. think is better than what they're being rated, you know. So, yeah, there's a Destin Hill's a good one. And I also have, yeah, Kyron Hueras also is one of those guys I've watched just a little bit. So,
1: for sure. Yeah. I also like, I like Lorenzo I, Styles if Notre Dame doesn't waste him to, you know, pair up yeah. with Tyler Buckner. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really, really (laughs) like him. Uh, Yeah. And and I also even like Gavin Blackwell at UNC just because they're replacing Diami and Daz. And I think Caffrey Brown actually just uh, kind of messed himself up in practice here this spring. So they don't have a lot of proven options that aren't like 47 years old, like Bo Corrales. So (laughs) Gavin Blackwell coming in, uh, they also had another guy transfer out. So Blackwell, Gavin Blackwell, kind of a, a sleeker, slender Guy, but he could come right into that Diami Brown role early on if the team wants him to be a difference maker there as well. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show, kind of digging into these. Uh, perhaps uh, difference making players true freshmen that could you know really come out and smash in year one and make a difference and be in nfl draft discussions early this fall uh but yeah you know, man and dwight this has been great just a chance to see your face talk through some of these players that we're gonna get way too excited about and half of them are gonna bust anyway but <laughs> but anything else you want to plug before we sign off here man
2: no man just happy to talk to you man it's a uh... Anytime I can get time to talk to one of the best people in the, in all of Twitter and fantasy football. I, I love it, man. Travis, you're my hero, bud.
1: Well, Hey, you're, I, you're I, the
2: reason I, <laughs> I love it. I appreciate so. it, man. <laughs> I, I still remember
1: us talking like early, yeah. early, like my very first podcast, you were oh, one of the first crazy. listeners even just talking through some stuff years and years ago. So always a joy just to see you just diving in and enjoying it. And, doing the debbie manual stuff and yeah always good talking to you man so thanks for joining me uh on, on the show and man we are seriously less than like three weeks away from the draft i can't believe it uh, I'll, i w- we <laughs> will be getting back to some more rookie talk and some other things in the show's upcoming so if you uh, got bored to death talking about these freshmen you don't know <laughs> we'll get back to some rookie stuff here very soon but i look forward to you all joining me soon for many more episodes of the college of canton podcast